You're listening to the Sports Talk Podcast with Darcy Waldegrave from News Talk ZB. Let's talk some Super Rugby and uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek's potential uh, early release to go back and play rugby league. Great pleasure to welcome in former Crusader, Highlander, Tasman Muckle, Sun Tory, Sun Goliath and Māori All Blacks forward and now Sky Sport commentator and analyst Joey Wheeler. How you doing, Joey? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Pointy. Hell of an intro, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, I could be better, actually, mate, to be honest. Um, sad news coming out of the um, Tasman region uh, over the weekend that a, a good friend and a, and a close teammate of um, all of us Tasman Marco boys, Billy Guyton, sadly passed away um, over the weekend. So, yeah, heartfelt condolences to him and his, uh, and his family, his extended family. Some, um, yeah, shocking news, and... I think from a um, a rugby perspective, uh, too much of this is going on, and we're you know like um, guys um, not showing that vulnerability and sharing some of their um, problems and and sort of bottling it up, and um, we just need to do better, I think, as a, a population as a whole, but also as a rugby public and um, and helping each other out and not letting it get to uh, a tragedy like this. Well said, Joey, well said. Yeah, the Guyton family, well known in that region. Our best wishes and heartfelt thoughts are with them at this uh, this very challenging time. Let's uh, let's talk a bit of rugby, uh, Joey. I want to start with uh, with Roger Tuivasa-Shek. JK on the breakdown on Sky last night suggested that he should go back to the Warriors now. Do you agree? Funny you say that. Uh, I, um, I saw, uh, I didn't see the breakdown last night. Uh, I was trying to wrestle my kids to, to bed, so I <laughs> missed it. Uh, but... Um, yeah, I, I I had this discussion. I think it was a couple of weeks ago when he when he obviously signed with the Warriors on uh, one of your um, what would you call it brother stations, the country with a with a good uh, good mate of yours, Jamie McKay. Yes. We were talking about, um, Roger obviously going back to league, and and I said at the time I said it wouldn't surprise me at all, Jamie, if we saw him back in a Warriors jersey this season. Uh, I don't know. Uh, enough about their cap and whether they've got space to fit them inside their salary cap this year. But I think that that message that we saw, obviously him missing out on selection and what is obviously um, always the biggest game in, in the blue season, taking on their old foe and, and the Crusaders and, and missing that, you have to think that um, the writing is um, sadly on the wall for Roger Tuivasa-Shek in, in terms of his, um, his international playing day. So I, w- I would imagine his management will, would be exploring that option at the moment to see if they can get him back into a Warriors jersey uh, sooner rather than later. You'd think it would be, if, if it was going to happen, it would be probably after the Super Rugby season, wouldn't it? You'd, you'd feel it was oh, unlikely yeah, that... Yeah, so, the Blues so, wouldn't, yeah, yeah, Blue, Blues wouldn't yeah. let him go now. But, but it might, no. I mean, for example, is there really a heck of a lot of point in him playing NPC for Auckland when, you know, there, there might be a young kid coming through who can play there and, and really there's, you know, the end goal, the, the World Cup, the All Blacks jersey, just wouldn't be there anymore for Roger. Yeah, and and I think from a New, Ze- New Zealand rugby perspective, they'll just be looking at their at their depth and in terms of um, the players that they've got uh, and the ability to cover if there was to be an injury, whether it was at twelve. Uh, oh, well, we've just got to judge him on um, playing twelve because that's basically the only spot we've seen him play, Piney. So you've got to think Geordie Barrett would be your your shoe-in. Then you've got David Harvilli. Uh, Anton Maddock-Brown can obviously ca- cover there as well. 
Um, so you think you've probably got, those are probably your top three second fives at the moment. So you've probably got ample cover, I would have thought, um, to cover the 12 spot um, during this all-black season. And they're all fit and available at the moment. So I would have thought, um, from a New Zealand rugby perspective, is he even fourth in line? I, I don't know. Um, I, I'd say he might even be a little bit further down if you think he's still sitting behind Harry Plummer at the Blues. Mm. Well, what do you think? Why don't you think it's quite worked out for him in rugby? I think he's been a, a really unlucky, to be honest, Piney. Like, um, and, and and a victim of circumstance. He came over here oh, with great hopes of, you know, obviously capturing some of that form that we've seen um, him light up the NRL with. But you got to remember, he came over here um, for MPC and he missed the whole MPC season with Auckland, which would have set him up perfectly for last year's. Super Rugby competition, and they didn't play a single game during that COVID um, interrupted season. So he didn't get the he didn't get the benefits of having a, a whole season ingrained in a um, professional environment, playing games week in week out, understanding uh, the role of the second five, and actually trying to figure out is that actually his position, um, and exploring different different options in terms of where where was where was he best used. He got thrown in the deep end, and we thought at the start, like I thought, I remember, I still remember that game really vividly down here in um, Dunedin in the COVID, uh, COVID Super Rugby season uh, when they were in the bubble in Queenstown. I came and played the Highlanders down here, and holy, he lit it up, footwork, offloading in the tackle, running beautiful lines, real physicality, and I was like, man, this guy, I can see what what all the hype's about. And then he got injured, and we didn't see him for you know, six, seven weeks. And then it was just, again, um, due to some, some bad luck, he couldn't he couldn't capture that form again. And it seemed to have sort of followed him all the way through. So well, I sort of feel for him in the way because, you know, through no fault of his own, um, one being COVID interrupted seasons and then just a bit of bad luck with, with injuries, he's never been able to get um, sort of a flow of his game and, and string together um, new uh continuous performance to, to keep getting better piney. So, yeah, I feel for him in that, in that, in that respect. Yeah, no, it, uh, you're right. He's been the victim of misfortune for uh, for sure. Just on Super Rugby, uh, Chiefs lost on Friday night to the Reds of all people. The Crusaders beat the Blues on Saturday night in pretty impressive fashion and kept them to three points. Who, who are the favourites for Super Rugby now, Joey? <laughs> I'd still the Chiefs. I mean, uh, I think, I think. look, they maybe were a little bit ambitious and I think well, I, I, that was good for the competition. Don't get me wrong; that the Reds winning because you know, no one expected that. Even though the Chiefs made nine changes from their run-on side that bet uh, the Highlanders the week before, no one expected the the Chiefs to lose that. Um, yeah, they were off their game, but that's what happens when you make nine changes to your starting side. You, you've got a team that's playing with so much cohesion, so much confidence, um, and so much flow. You take nine of those players out. Um, yeah, you get a you're gonna look clunky, um, and that's certainly what they look like. That's probably an understatement. Um, they'll be really disappointed, um, obviously dropping that match, but that'll spark them back into life. And I, I'm sure some of those senior boys that were watching it at home, um, yeah, the old Waikato drafts would have been going down rougher than they, what they normally do anyway, Piney. <laughs> And that's pretty rough. That is pretty rough. <laughs> and uh, great to see you in Wellington on Saturday for Hurricanes against Minor Pacifica. Um, Minor Pacifica have had a challenging season. The Hurricanes, though, running right. Uh, 11 tries they, they ran in. What do you assess for the Canes, though? Could they 
I don't know. Could they go? Could they go deep into Super Rugby, or, or do they feel more like a semi-finalist rather than a finalist? I've got a real gripe about the Canes and what they did on the weekend, actually, because for our competition, them, uh, they, uh, well, from what I can understand, they're going to rest the whole heap of All Blacks this week, Pointy, and mm. and what is going to be should what and what should be an absolute beauty of a game. All Blacks galore playing against each other, like we've seen in all these derbies with all these stacked All Black sides. They are just phenomenal games of rugby, test match-like quality. And you see that they roll out all their players, which is awesome. And I think you've got to tip your hat. They were saying, look, we we, we um, slipped on the banana skin over in Fiji and, and got tipped up by the Indurua, and we wanted to put on a statement in front of our home fans back in Wellington, but because of these all-black rests, we're now going to rest our players in what is and what should be the biggest game of the round um, against the table-topping Chiefs, and they're going to rest um, a lot of their a lot of their uh, all-black boys. So that kind of annoys me from a, a fan um, perspective and from a competition perspective that we're not going to see our best athletes out there competing because all those games have been absolutely outstanding. But I think the Canes... I, I, I love the balance that they've got in their game. When, when they were flowing at the sort of the middle, uh, we were in the middle part of the season, the early, the later part of the start of the season, they looked like they had some real rhythm in the game. I thought Brett Cameron was controlling uh, the game for the Hurricanes beautifully. And their set piece, which has always been probably their Achilles heel in terms of their type five, uh, that, that type five, it's still unheralded, but they are. Um, competing, they they don't lose a lot of their set piece ball, and we always know that they've got talented um, loose forwards and oodles of talent in the back line. The challenge for them has always been their set piece and dominating at breakdown time, and they've been doing that this year. So, well, I think they're a genuine chance to be um, semi finalists when it comes down up against those teams like the the Chiefs and the Crusaders. Uh, you just got to think it's always their muscle that that comes to the fore, and especially in tight games, but. The Hurricanes are getting better in that in that respect. So yeah, they're, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, uh, Pointy. So you you Canes, don't lose hope. <laughs> I won't. I feel much. I feel much more comforted now after those words. And I do agree with 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 what you're saying about the the resting of players as well. Just before you go, mate, what's happened to your Highlanders? Uh, we we don't talk about that, Pointy. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought, we, I thought that was the prerequisite. Of playing on the show. We don't talk about my Highlanders. We don't talk about my Highlanders. Uh, no, look, yeah. Uh, mate, they yeah, just all over the shop. Um, I think again, a victim of um, maybe not being able to recruit the talent that they need to to be competitive in this competition. You need six to eight All Blacks to to be or international players to be at the pointy end of this comp. They've got what have they got four. Yeah. Um, so. You know, they're really going to struggle, and they've only got one in the back line, and that's Aaron Smith. So he's only going to have so much influence. To 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 be competitive, they need, they need to build a team, they need to grow a team, and they need to do that from within the region. So I know they've made some moves to, to do that, and, and hopefully from a Highlanders fan, fan perspective, um, that, that happens quick because... Yeah, like they've sort of just lost their um, their DNA a little bit as well, mate. Like how we, um, from a from an ex Highlanders perspective, you you look at them and go, what is our game? Like what what are we known for? We used to be the innovators. We used to be throw caution to the wind and um, really test teams and try um, innovate and create from from everywhere across the park. Now I just 
I don't I don't know what I see. You know, like it's a, a it's um, it's a tough watch sometimes. Although I must say, I thought the sixty minutes they produced, the first sixty minutes, was some of the best rugby that they've produced all year, and that was without a lot of their stars. So um, there was a little bit of hope there on the weekend. Yeah, good stuff, Joey. Great to chat rugby with you. Thanks for taking the time, mate. Really appreciate it. No, appreciate you listening to my rants. Good on you, mate. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. <laughs> They're good rants. They're good rants, mate. Thanks indeed. Joey Wheeler there, Sky Sport commentator, former Tasman Marco player, Crusader for a while, but mainly Highlanders. Maori All Black played a lot of time in Japan as well. For more from Sports Talk, listen live to News Talk ZB from 7 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.